0: Dude, I am so sorry. I am recording now, but
1: the entire time was not recording.
0: Okay, I'm recording now. I I just restarted it. It's better if we just restart.
1: Okay. Welcome to The Clean Slate with your hosts, Daniel Garza and Carson Phillips, providing you with movie news, reviews, and more. Sit back, relax, and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks. For your entertainment, this is the Clean Slate Podcast.
0: Uh, oh, thank you for that wonderful <laughs> intro, Justin.
1: I hate if my I life.
0: sound if I sound mad because <laughs> we recorded the whole episode except for Daniel forgot to hit record, so not the whole episode. Okay, just it's recording the now. Part because I'm sick and I can't talk, so I was just talking a lot. <laughs> Anyways,
1: um, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm gonna just make this. Show. <laughs> Welcome back to the end of the 90s and also end of our decade series. Guys, you hung in uh, hung in there with us. <laughs> I still messed that part up. And uh, we hope you we expanded your movie uh, library a little bit. But guys, hey man, because brother. I already screwed this up and this is the second time we're doing this, I'm going to make this short and we're going to just jump right in to, um, <laughs> to the, our first movie. Our, our last We've movie done of the before. 90s. Yep. You know, it kind of makes sense. It, it's on par I've with. I've
0: done this before.
1: Anyway. So, guys, the first movie we do not talk about. Do you want to make the joke again?
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about this movie. Rule one, we don't talk about it. Rule two, we don't talk about it. Jared Leto's in both movies. <laughs> we don't talk about Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, so we did Fight Club and American Psycho. We're going to talk about Fight Club first.
1: Yeah, an insomniac office worker and a devil may care soap maker form an underground fight club that evolves into much more. Carson just had a coughing attack. God, I'm dying.
0: Yeah, so this movie stars Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. I made a joke about how Edward Norton is supposedly a bad person, but whatever. You don't need that joke anymore. (laughs) Now, Now the joke is just us trying to get through it. The plot. So this guy, Edward. I don't know what his name is in the movie. He's uh kind of like this car insurance person he checks to see, like, oh, did our brakes cause this person to die horribly in a fire? Yeah, it was us. And then he like covers it up. That's his job. Probably works for Honda or Toyota. Stupid. More like Ford. Um Ford? Yeah. American vehicles kill people more. Um but yeah, so that's the, his whole shtick. But he can't sleep well. And so he starts going to these support groups. And not for sh- not sleeping, but for um, like testicular cancer or brain tumors and stuff like that. He doesn't have any of these ailments. He just feels better after going to these groups, which is pretty awful. Uh, and you know what? It actually reminds me. I have a story. Can I tell a story?
1: Please tell your story.
0: For one of Alyssa's assignments, um one year at Biola was to go to an AA meeting uh, and so we went to an AA meeting together just as observers right right but I guess they asked if who here was in recovery and I accidentally apparently raised my hand um
1: oh my god Carson and
0: I didn't realize what I was doing at the time and it was too late it was too late to to go back and be like sorry I didn't mean to do that so I pretended to be an alcoholic for the entire meeting it was just Alyssa so embarrassed um, she stayed in character and so did I. And then hey, afterwards good. we left. I was like, I think I told them I was an alcoholic and she's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so he goes to these meetings and he eventually meets a woman. Um, Johnny Depp's ex wife, not, not the other one, not the turd one, the other one. Um, <laughs> or she's in a lot of Tim Burton movies. Anyways, that's the whole thing. But,
1: yeah, she's in Lay Miz too. Yeah. Master of our house.
0: <laughs> she's in Harry Potter. Yeah. Then you just watch that? He I did, yeah, I did but, watch that. But anyways. She's going to these meetings too, and she's also faking it. And so this kinda like sets him on this weird journey. I don't know like what's in her sparked this journey, but it did. And he ends up meeting this guy named Tyler who's kind of, he's Brad Pitt, and he's a little psycho. He makes soap for a living. Whatever is up with the soap, we don't know. And essentially, him and Tyler create this fight. I can't talk about it, but they create a, a fight club.
1: Um, it's pretty much just because fight's... Tyler is is trying to push Edward to live. That's yeah, what exactly. the reality of it is. And so you're not living if you're not partially dying. And um, that's Amen, kind of mother. Tyler's whole MO through the entire movie. And then that's when. And is that the a good thing or
0: not? Yeah. Is that a good thing or not? There's a question mark there. <laughs> um, but basically, what happens is, yeah, they create this fight club and it expands into a terrorist organization. You know, you get in situations, stuff happens.
1: I remember We're after the first time seeing this movie, I think I was you like a sophomore it. in high school. Yeah. we um we started a fight club at Jamilliot.
0: Yep, no, one hundred percent. We I did the same thing. I feel like watching this in high school versus watching it after high school, you take away different things. Cause oh yeah, like way different. As, as a little teenager, the whole like meta commentary and like meaning of this movie was like whoop right over my head, and I was like, fighting's cool. That's what I took out of it. Yeah,
1: moment. I I remember I only fought once in our fight club, and it was in the bathrooms, at Jamelia. <laughs> and like we had a whole group text that would go out, and did, did they would have, have the list of fighters that would um that would fight. And I fought Zach Salee in what? in mine. Yeah, he was like it was pretty intense because he got a good punch on me, like in the face, but then. I like <laughs> I remember they stopped the fight at one point and then they're like all right fight and I just came out swinging I got two really good headshots and it's it's kind of scared me though cuz right when I punched him in the face twice his eyes rolled back on the second one and I thought Daniel. I almost knocked him knocked him knocked him out and it like scared me I was like all right all right that's it that's it and I called it just cuz I was like that was that was kind of insane Was he Was he your grade? No, he was a grade below me.
0: Oh, it's not even fair.
1: Whatever dude, him and I were like the same size. Anyway, but you and I used to, to fight. We got it shut down. Yeah, that was just because we were obsessed with Rocky.
0: I'm glad I wasn't in this high school with you at this time because we probably would have fought each other and I would have died.
1: You definitely were in high school with me at this time. I was a senior when this happened. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't I think you. I think fight. you were too young to be in it. It was literally only juniors and seniors. Well, oh, I went.
0: I went to. You know what? I think we didn't do it until junior year. Actually, now I think about it.
1: Yeah. We only had, I think it was about 10 or 12 guys that would do it. And then I remember, and then it got really out of hand. There was this one where we got shut down pretty much, but they, the guys wanted to keep fighting and pretty much like a movie, (laughs) but um, they wanted to keep fighting. So they did in the Rayleigh's parking lot, they did Connor and Hunter and dude, it was just bad because Hunter didn't know how to fight and Connor just, like, he didn't really know how to fight either, but he got one really good hit on him, and then Hunter yeah. went down to his knees, and then Connor just took a cheap shot at his head again and knocked him out. And it, like, Jeez. it was not it was not good. But anyway, that, <laughs> that was what inspired me from watching this movie. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, nice. so what... Are,
0: yeah, not the meaning of the movie.
1: No, not at all. Yeah, so this like movie kind of has... It, it's just, like... This isn't I think it's my favorite satire. movie.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Like so, I well, I said to you right when I watched it. After I watched it, I was like, I just still don't get it. Like, Alyssa
0: hates this movie too.
1: The ending is such a huge jump from where they start to where they end that it's kind of like, what's the I don't purpose? want to
0: spoil it because if you guys haven't seen this, you probably need to. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, so I've read like breakdowns and stuff, and I think it's more of a so it's it's based on a book but it's an a uh analysis of uh, what is it like gen gen z or gen x or whatever it's supposed to i think it's supposed to be like gen z but uh no gen z is the most recent one huh yeah it'd be just so gen, gen x because we're millennials, so this is so, it'd be so this is kind of like the break like a analysis like a, a look at gen x and how they feel lost in the world like they're gen- especially men they don't have a war to go fight like previous generations, they don't have really anything to stand for or feel proud about, so it's kind of like this guy's losing his mind over all this, like feeling like pointless, like his whole life is pointless. they were promised like they could be like Hollywood stars or musicians and all that stuff um so they're like aimless, and the only way they feel like they have purpose is through violence and that violence obviously grows and grows and becomes something much bigger i think that's kind of like the whole breakdown of it is like if you feel like you don't have purpose it usually is going to lead to something bad yeah um and the answer isn't this this isn't the answer this is just like a this is showing people the problem i don't know if people pick up on that i certainly didn't the first time i watched it but i think it
1: also kind of gets in it it has a message of one, you can be so displaced from reality that you don't know like what mm. is actually going on, and then two, yeah, once you go down a rabbit hole so far and so deep, like right, something can it's be healthy, but then too much of one thing, you can lose yeah. control, and I think that's kind there's of like what a balance to it. Yeah, there's like it's the end of the movie where Edward Norton has lost all control and pretty much everything that he has planned is is going. A way to where he can't like stop it anymore, it's too big,
0: and um he put it put something into motion that he can no longer stop uh yeah, essentially, like something horrible, so it's kind of like makes you think like in your own life, if you're planning something big, like be careful because it might happen,
1: yeah, or Especially just if like if you're bad. looking for an outlet that may could be risky, like just watch out where you find yourself because sometimes too much of anything is not good, you need to have balance in life. Yeah, maybe um, don't
0: beat people up for fun.
1: <laughs> that is true. Anyway, so let's talk about likes and dislikes. We, that was a good cover of the entire theme and message of it. I like that. Yeah, some, some little chit-chat there.
0: Um, overall, I love this movie. I really enjoy it. I think the cinematography – lo- okay, so David Fincher is the director. I'm a big fan of his visual style. Um, yeah. Some of my shorts I've even used like direct references to his work because I just think it looks great. He's made a lot of things I love, like well, mainly Mindhunter. I love Mindhunter, Zodiac, and Gone, Gone Girl, Girl, among others. But, yeah, I think he's a fantastic director. I love what he does. And this film kind of kicks off his career for me. But, yeah, so... For me the visual style and kinda I also really like the narration as much as I don't love Edward Norton, I think the narration is really clever and funny at times. Yeah. And I think the performance is I like Brad Pitt's performance a lot, especially when he gets a little bit more manic and you see him doing that whole scream laugh thing. I think I was like, What I've never seen this performance from Brad Pitt since yeah. this. Like a psych fully unhinged performance except for maybe in Seven, which is another David Fincher movie.
1: Um he works. He likes working with uh, Brad Pitt a lot because he did *Curious Case of Benjamin Button* too.
0: Yeah, which is another. I that was the first David Fincher movie I ever watched as a kid, and I was Hated like, "There's something movie. special about this." Oh, I loved it. I was yeah. like, a, whatever. What year did that come out?
1: Um, 2011. I want to say. Let me look.
0: So, how old would I be in 2011? I can't do the math um I, yeah i remember watching that with my parents and being like oh this he did the social queen. network too Nice. yeah yeah he, he makes really good like tight thrillers almost is what i would come say his work is like but yeah so i I think just seeing another david Fincher movie and okay so i definitely didn't watch that in 2008 i don't I think probably but i watched it when i was younger Uh, with my parents and i really liked it but yeah so those are like my main likes but my dislikes are again are like edward norton isn't my favorite actor in the world yeah Um, but yeah i i also think this movie does take a look at like some of the more negative traits that men can have when it comes to violence and stuff um I guess like extreme – maybe more extremism is the, a better way to put it. But
1: I was going to say, yeah, because the things that the, it portrays in the men are, are pretty kind of common where it's like you have a set of rules and you follow those rules. And it's kind like of like the, the the like the Wild West. Like the Wild West was yeah, yeah. like a crazy God-forbidden place but like also – there you know, certain rules you there follow, is code like certain and standard. yeah, and men mm-hmm. always kind of follow this code, and it's really weird. It's really weird how men operate in this way. And but like
0: the code's like made up, like it doesn't actually, yeah, it isn't even good, like, <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's still a code,
1: and you follow it because men typically are loyalists, and um, that's what this movie for no reason, yeah, exactly, and that's what this movie portrays is like at <laughs> a certain point, like literally, they have Fight Club members in every part of the city and they could be anybody, and they're, like, loyal to the, like, to it. It's almost like gangs, pretty much. Um, Yeah, it's kind
0: of like Tyler tapped into these young men who are disillusioned, like, fears and anxieties. (laughs) What are you talking – you're such a (laughs) sicko. I said tapped. He didn't, like, (laughs) bone them. That's a completely different word. He tapped into their fears and anxieties, and – and used it as a weapon, basically.
1: Right. But it's also... I guess it's also a play on, too, is, like, these lost men looking for hope, right? Because that's almost, like, yeah. a lot of bad things can kind of start of is, like, a lot of these... Even extremists have just been, like, you know, you look at their their life and they're lost. And that that's what yeah. all of these men were. They were lost and they were almost, quote-unquote, given a home. And they'll do whatever. It's like he's for that yeah.
0: protection well he's he's getting fulfillment from them following him and they're getting fulfillment in following him so, exactly like, it's like a like a parasitic relationship almost
1: yeah exactly um yeah i mean to close this out because we gotta move on but i i don't yeah. like edward norton i think I, I appreciate this movie now a little bit more that you and i just kind of talked those things through um and it kind of follows that
0: make me want to fight i'm not gonna lie right like, I really sure really like blow something i up
1: will say maybe. at the very end this is a very rated r movie but at the end of True. the movie it kind of there is a suicide trigger warning i would say um
0: yeah that's probably important and like just mental illness and blood
1: warning. yeah so there um just look out for that overall i'd probably give this movie about a six and a half or a seven um it's not the best but it's not horrible by any means uh i would so, give it a four yeah. out of five well wow, that's pretty high All right, guys. Well, that concludes the end of the 90s decade. But we're going to jump
0: into the 2000s because Carson didn't fact check something. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about American Psycho, another satire film that randomly features Jared Leto getting beat up.
1: Yeah, Jared Leto is also in this movie. I said earlier that Jared Leto is the best, like, what did I say? Oh, it's 2000. Um, is the best character, or actor that never looks like himself in any of his movies,
0: unless he's starring in it. Yeah, that's and he just true. Looks like a weirdo. Yeah, so we actually watched Morbius um, for this as well. <laughs> we we think the movie sucked, but anyways, yeah. Jared Leto has a little little bit in both of these movies.
1: Josh Lucas is also in this movie, and it's kind of hilarious because he's such like a oh, he, dad. I forgot it about that. Yeah, and Christian now but he is like that's
0: funny i mean this is kind of like a cult classic american psycho yeah like it has an insanely good cast for no reason like Willem defoe's in it for no reason um oh who's the lady who plays his girlfriend in it isn't it like it's not meryl
1: streep is it say it again
0: is his girlfriend played by meryl streep or am i thinking of some a different movie i am not sure Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm live fact-checking myself. Oh, Justin Thoreau's randomly in this. Yeah. Which I love him. Um, Reese Witherspoon is in this as his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said Meryl Streep.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, why does Jared Leto look so young? But he's the same age as my dad.
0: What? Yeah. Drugs, bro. Drugs. Probably. Um he also started a cult like in real life. We should probably talk about American Psycho.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. So here is the log line for American Psycho. A wealthy New York City investment banking executive, Patrick Bateman, hides his alternative psychopathic ego from his oh, his <laughs> alternate psychopathic ego from his coworkers his friends as he delves deeper into his violent hedonistic fantasies.
0: So this is like Jeff Bezos the early years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, Okay so this movie
1: I think is more of a character study as well than anything because there's no real plot to it. It, I would say it's funnier as a
0: satire though. Sure yeah. Um like The Satire feels funnier than Fight Club.
1: Yeah, you pretty much get Patrick Bateman who I have I do have a confusing part for me at the end of the movie where I was like wait what? But I'll get to that. We, we can um, talk about it, yeah. But you have Patrick have Bateman theories. who is like He's a pretty successful guy and you you just like cuz of daddy. Yeah, and the part that I was saying that I didn't understand was like was it just because he's a psycho or is it did is it truly because his work was the tipping point of what makes him go into his quote unquote first killing um because in reality uh, so are you saying
0: like did work make him psycho or was he
1: already psycho exactly well ex- yes that's my question is because you really so, don't have a murder but or i guess there's no murders quote unquote until the first one and then all of a sudden he goes on to this like rampage
0: pretty much so i would say just because we get his inner monologue the whole movie yeah and i don't know if he's like a what do you call it when a narrator doesn't lie to you um i don't know if he's like a trustworthy narrator or if everything he's saying is true or he thinks is true Mm. but from his first thoughts we already know he's a psychopath like just he's talking like there's something unhinged about this guy so i would say he's always psycho but he wasn't always a murderer yeah. per se, but maybe he always had that in him. And we don't know like the backstory of how he was raised or something like that, but I get the idea that we're well, kind we of critiquing do. like the
1: Bates motel.
0: Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> different franchise, different franchise. <laughs> um, no, we get, we get the idea though, that like this movie satir- satirizing, is that even a word? Um, Is that a word?
1: How are you trying to use it?
0: The movie is satirizing like, like rich people in general. Yeah. Like it's taking a look at like the, the 1% of the world and like being like, these people are psycho. If you think about it and they probably are not not all murderers, but if anyone was going to get away with it, it would be them. And that's kind of like, I feel like this is an exploration of that. And then at the beginning, he's talking about more like his physical appearance and how he appears to his peers. Yeah. Um, Or there's like the whole bit with the uh, business card that keeps coming up, like who has the best business card. Yeah. And he takes it so serious. And I've met people like this, like in real life. And I'm like, there's something wrong with these people. Where like appearance and all that stuff really matters to them. And maybe that happens in other social settings too. It's not just the Uber rich, but specifically this is going after the Uber rich.
1: Yeah. I think that in in – patrick bateman's case he is very narcissistic like i've actually never seen a good narcissist in a movie like this like i mean it's pretty clear cut and dry but i mean it he i think (laughs) i almost said bruce wayne christian bale plays it so well of like you know right he'll pick up hookers and then they'll go to sleep and then that one girl she like her hand moves and hits his watch and he's like, don't touch the watch. Or what? You'd also
0: say like, he might be like autistic maybe.
1: Yeah, that true. That too. But like also when he's having sex with them, he's just like flexing the entire time in the mirror. and looking So gross.
0: Yeah. He's looking at his own muscles and filming it to watch back later, which is, that's
1: the most disgusting thing, but
0: the dog's going crazy.
1: Um, Sorry, Callie was scratching herself and like hitting the wood yeah. floor. Did you hear no, it? No, I, I heard all of it. Anyway, so I think I agree with what you were saying. I think 90s acting is, I don't know if it's 90s acting or 90s filming, but this was weird. Like Christian Bale is I a think it was way. I
0: purposefully weird.
1: Mm, sure.
0: This one but had to have
1: been. I think it's style then. Because there's something different. Like, Christian yeah. Bale is a way better actor than, like, how this movie gave off. But he, in with that being said, he is still insanely good in this. And I, I was thinking about what you said when I was watching it last night. I was just sitting there like, wow. Like, this is so out of the realm for what Christian Bale does now, I think. Yeah. That <laughs> it was really fun to watch and kind of experience because... You you really you get couldn't get a performance him. out
0: of him like this anymore. Like I don't think he could do this. No, again. I
1: don't think so. But he also does do weird roles still, like the Big this, Short, probably. or yeah, he'll do random yeah. different things. Or um, Thor: Love and Thunder. He did a really good job. So
0: at, random, but the only good part of that whole movie. Yeah, exactly. That movie sucked.
1: Anyway, sorry, I was like about to burp but i didn't want to do it in the
0: mic oh i was like what is happening i thought you had like a big like mic drop moment and i was like oh i'm here for it
1: <laughs> sorry i got just, your hopes go all off, off on him. um anyway so my we were talking about this earlier the whole thing is like right he he's not entirely there he's a psycho but you don't know what's real and what's not and that's what i think is fun about the movie is because by the end of the movie spoiler alert he confesses everything all these murders that he did to this one guy and so this is my two part he says i'm not davis but is that the first time he's referenced as davis in the whole movie and then secondly is it all true did he kill all these people okay
0: so there's a couple of theories okay so one is that after the whole shootout – okay, spoiler alerts, guys, and also trigger warnings, yes. violence, and sexual content. But um, <clears throat> for both of these movies, to just be prepared for that. But um, So there's one theory that after the shootout with the police, like none of that actually happened, like none of those killings happened. I don't like that theory. The author of the book said that's not true, so I'm, I'm agreeing with him there. But – so the, th- the theory is that, yeah, all these killings did happen. Um, and there's this theme throughout the whole movie where people are mixing up each other's names constantly. And I think it's actually making a point that the name of each character doesn't really matter as long as they fit within the end group.
1: Oh, so it's more about interesting. Beha- okay. your
0: behavior and looks within the group, not you as an individual. Yeah. So this guy, it didn't matter to him as long as he looked the part. And walked the walk. It didn't matter that he killed these people.
1: Yeah, and and the, I, that does go along well because like he is always requested with his his posse, and they're always just talking yeah. banter or whatever. And they look they're almost like cut and paste of every single one of them, like and, clones. Yeah, and in the whole in the whole theme of it is everybody looks the same or at the end when he goes into his closet right before he goes to that bar scene, mm-hmm. his suits are all the same. And that could be more of a point to him being like maybe OCD or autistic whatever it might be, but still yeah. like it's a really good kind of subtle play in your point that you just made.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. I didn't know th- notice this the not, until this most recent watch cuz I've seen this like maybe two times now yeah it's not a movie i I go back to very often
1: but (laughs) it's kind of intense (laughs) it's a lot but
0: um and i don't think i even liked it the first time i watched it but
1: yeah it's kind uh, of slow picking up it's a weird movie
0: like if you're not ready for it it's so weird but you know how he goes back to his murder shack or whatever you want to call it like the josh or
1: josh is it jared jared allen Paul Allen. You said that's his, his name. name. Per- yeah. Josh Allen's a quarterback. Jared <laughs> Allen is Jared Leto and Allen put together.
0: Well, not not that place. The one that he oh. has that's like separate, where he keeps all the bodies and stuff.
1: I thought that was at Paul Allen's house.
0: I think they're separate places because I think he owns um this other one, or he like, it's like an abandoned building, or something like that. Hmm. Okay. But anyways, it's being remodeled and, like, all the bodies are gone. And then yeah. he's telling this lady, like, I had bodies here. Like, what's happening? And she's like, shut up. Like, why are you telling me this? Like, get out of here. And yeah. I think that's kind of just making that same point that, like, the appearance of this apartment is what matters. What happened here doesn't. I don't care if you're a murderer because this apartment is worth more to me without that backstory. Like, I can sell this mm. and, like, make money. Yeah. So there's this kind of – it's kind of like this critique of <laughs> – God. God. I'm dying. Um it's kind of this critique of like uh, how people like want to look a certain way and act a certain way because that's
1: what matters, but who yeah. you
0: really are doesn't matter. And so there's it's a cool movie. I like
1: Yeah, about it. I like think it. my favorite scenes well first of all, Willem Dafoe's in this and he's really good in it. I love Willem Dafoe. Um He's the best. But there's that one scene where they're both at like I think Willem Dafoe plays a perfect detective cop even though he's not really in it as much he's in it like maybe 30 percent of the movie but yeah he they have this dinner scene and this happens kind of throughout where christian bale is like visibly sweating and this in this particular scene when they're at both at dinner they're like oh he's like well where were you during the night of you know paul allen's death and you just see oh, like yeah, yeah. it's creepy i don't know if anybody actually picks it up or notices it Or I don't know what happened, but his eyes look bruised and, like, sunken in. He's, like, sweating. He really doesn't know what is going on. And he's, like, visibly, like, becoming undone. And it was just a creepy-looking Christian Bale that I'm like, did they do anything with lighting? Yeah, I don't know. It was just really creepy. And um, Because I feel
0: like he could do that
1: for some reason. Right? He (laughs) could just sink his eyes in real quick. Um, But, yeah, no, it was so good. And it was very (laughs) weird and... At the end of it, I love the I love the aspect of do you, d- did it actually happen or did it not? Because oh yeah, when he's talking to the lawyer, he says I killed Paul Allen. He's like, that's impossible. I just had dinner with him in London. Which
0: again, the names keep getting mixed up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it, you.
0: What if it, he didn't kill
1: Paul Allen? What if he just killed someone else? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Um, so it's very weird. It's very sexual. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Who, you know, it um, has sensitivity your pet's to stuff If you're a person,
0: like be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give Alyssa a good warning, dog warning. You didn't warning give me one. a good She's... warning.
1: I was literally so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was pretty brutal. Um, this movie actually only got like a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think it was a little bit better than that. I would probably give it about an 83. It's a cult classic. Or yeah. an 8.3 out of 10. So, I mean, I really enjoyed this one. I wouldn't watch it again, but it is I feel like it's one of those movies that you
0: have to see. You know what I mean? Like, it's talked about so much. Or, like, you see images from it often. Like, him in his underwear with the chainsaw. I see that image all the time. Oh,
1: dude, that was crazy, yeah.
0: Oh, here's the funny thing about this movie, though. And same thing with Fight Club. Is you'll see, like, these incel kind of guys. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, miss the point of these movies. And then they, like, post, like inspirational quotes and it'll be like christian bale from american psycho and i'm like what is what are you thinking like <laughs> did you watch the same movie i did you don't want to be like him
1: yeah exactly yeah both of these movies do have a really good compare disconnect from reality type of um mm. trope that they end up in and it's really cool but um i agree yeah i think this was a good pairing for both these movies they're really good guys check them out do you have any last thoughts before we have to go um,
0: don't talk about the clean slate
1: podcast. <laughs> no, please. Because we need followers. No, don't talk about it. We don't want anyone to know. <laughs> you look so weird with like your shirt off right now as you're saying that into the mic. Your hair is all crazy. Um, okay cool guys well that <coughs> wraps it up for the 2000s <laughs> just one movie um, but that'll finish yep. up our decades series guys we hope you enjoyed it we hope you can go back and listen and watch some of these movies and uh, maybe next year we'll do another decades um, revisit now what decades and should we do that we that we missed just the 10s 20s and 30s <laughs> 40s we could do the 40s we
0: could do the 50s. There's a lot of other 2000s. movies, too, that
1: we did not pick up on. So, like, we have... No, we did all the main ones. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, guys, we are going to be moving on to Chit Chat next mm-hmm. week. And then, guys, we are going to be finishing up September with the the blockbuster hits for summer. Summer September. Sort of. We're going to be... Sort of. Yeah, it's kind of summer. We're yeah. going to... We're going to kind of watch all these movies that popped off during summer and some of them that should have been talked about more like Extraction 2. Um and then guys underrated just a, yeah we we are going to be going right into right after September 31 days a podcast episode a day for October. We're going to die. We are going Blood to soaked. we're doing it again but hey guys, last time we got a lot of good responses and we want to keep that fire going. We're coming up on our anniversary as a podcast. Yeah, we are, huh. We should we need to celebrate on the 1st
0: of October. That was it's our anniversary. We, we got to pick a good movie for it. Yeah, we do. Sorority Row. <laughs>
1: I was just thinking Talk to Me, uh the A24 one.
0: Oh, we have to. We have to add that to the list cuz I'm yeah. so excited for that movie.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. Um okay guys, so we are going to be <clears throat> soon posting the shirts our design should be finalized and we should have prices set in stone. So please d m us, let us know if you want a shirt and what size you are. We will get them out to you. We want to get those out to you before October or at least in the first week of October that way you can enjoy the shirt during the Halloween marathon and uh yeah, and if you buy a shirt hey we'll we'll shout you out on the podcast we'll We'll say that you're a fan, you're a follower. Give you a little like plug jeffrey size x x l size fat ass Daniel Garcia. <laughs> we'll sign
0: each shirt if you want us to that would actually be really funny we won't (laughs) no because i would have to sign it and
1: then mail it to you yeah that's true i guess i could drive down with them well we'll talk about it but yeah that would actually be funny we autograph shirts with like you know only three four thousand listens
0: (laughs) that'd be so funny anyway it's like my mom wearing it with my autograph on it (laughs)
1: Anyway, okay, guys, we'll we'll catch you next time. We have a lot of good stuff coming up for the remainder of the year, like November and then Christmas. Um, so, guys, we're going to be pretty busy for the rest Christmas. of the year. So let us uh, or uh, keep up with us, and we will um, mm. keep producing. We should start up short slates again. get up.
0: Yeah. What do you guys want us to cover for short slates? Do you want newer movies that, like, just popped up in theaters, or do you want stuff that's – random and we were kind of doing both previously so yeah we're open we're open to ideas y'all
1: let us know all right guys we will catch you us. on the flippity flip
0: that's a clean slate